Hey there, thanks for joining me this week. My name is Tim, and just like you, I'm on a journey to discover more about God's love, his creation, and my identity. I don't have all the answers, but I've got a lot of questions, and I've got a feeling that you do too. So, let's explore together. Welcome to The Sanctum. Welcome to another episode of Sanctum Podcast. You could be listening to anyone else. Jeffrey Wainwright, Pope Francis, or that new French Montana, but you are listening to me and I appreciate you. So it's been a while since my last episode and you've probably been wondering, where have I been? Well, I got sick right before the holidays and then the holidays came and everything else that came with it. So I took an impromptu break, but now I'm back, baby. So to celebrate, I'm actually releasing a double episode. That's right, you heard it, a double episode. I'm going to be releasing two separate episodes at the same time. So there's going to be one immediately after this one. So count them, one, two, two episodes, back to back, like Drake. (laughs) Okay, so let's get started. So just to recap, last episode I talked to you about prayer specifically seeing the Lord's prayer as a model to remove obstacles of our mind so that we can experience our oneness with God. If you remember, to pray without ceasing is to make our very lives an offering to God. Christ removed every spiritual obstacle that separated us from God. However, it doesn't always feel that way, does it? So how can we step into the spiritual reality that we are one with God? This is something that I've thought about, and you may have too. It's absolutely true that Christ forever united us with the Father, but in the moments of everyday life, it just doesn't feel that way. And if you are a believer, you still have the capacity to sin. However, the appetite to sin should change. Sin no longer becomes enjoyable when compared to the bliss of our union with Christ. But because we can sin through thoughts and actions, we don't feel that union with Christ. And when we don't feel, we begin to doubt, we begin to be frustrated, and even our unbelief begins to creep into our hearts. Now, if you remember, I spoke about obstacles to faith in episodes three and four. You may want to go back and listen to them because it's related to the topic. We can overcome doubt by allowing God to answer our unbelief. Just like the man whose son was demonized by an evil spirit, he cried out, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Hearing God, feeling his presence helps our unbelief. But if you're like me, I have a job, a young family, and so many things to do that I don't actively feel God's presence all the time. But what if there was a way to do so? What if we could actually rest in the fact that he is always with us? Know it in our mind and feel it in our being. Is it possible? Well, I believe it is. And it all starts with faith. I believe that prayer engages our communion with God. Listen to what Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. He said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word, that they may be one, that they may be one, 
as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may also be one, just as we are one, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me, and I have loved them as you have loved me. Here Christ prays for unity among believers, and he prays for our unity in God. I'll talk more about unity among believers another day, but right now I want to focus on the unity that we have with God. If you remember from the last episode, I introduced two forms of prayer, the prayer of petition, which is praying for our needs, and the prayer of intercession, which is praying for the needs of others. Now, I want to introduce you to a third type of prayer called adoration. What is adoration? Well, adoration is defined by an Anglican and Catholic sides of our faith as the lifting up of our heart and mind to God asking nothing but to enjoy God's presence. It should be the first attitude of man, acknowledging that he is a creature before his creator. It exalts the greatness of the Lord, who made us, and the almighty power of the Savior, who sets us free from evil. Adoration is homage of the Spirit to the King of glory, respectful silence in the presence of an ever greater God. If I were to rank prayer into levels, in my opinion, adoration would be the highest level. It is nothing more than being still in silence in the presence of an awesome God. Think of the last thing that truly took your breath away. What was your reaction when you first saw it? For me, the last memory that I have when I saw something physically wondrous was the moment my soon-to-be wife walked down the aisle toward me. There I was, a naive 22-year-old guy with $2 in his pocket, and I see her being escorted down the aisle by her parents to the cello playing Canon and D. She's in front of me and her mom lifts her veil and I can't stop the tears from flowing. I was totally awestruck through the rest of the service. I could barely get out my words on my handwritten vows. It's something that I will always remember. And you may have had a similar experience. Maybe it was the birth of a child, a painting, or just the beauty of nature. Whatever it was, that's the adoration that we can experience in the presence of God. When we see or experience something so captivating, we have no choice but to be still and take in every iota of grandeur and be silent because our words, no matter how poetic, will just defile the moment. This is how it feels to be in the presence of God. This is why the Lord said through his psalmist, be still and know that I am God. To be still and silent throughout our life is to adopt a contemplative lifestyle. So what's contemplation? Contemplation is silent prayer. 
We practice silence because words cannot express the depths of our gratefulness. It is where we become, excuse me, it's where we come to a place where we just want to be in the Father's presence, wrapped in his arms, overshadowed by his grace, hopelessly, eternally lost in his love. It is typically done when we are alone or with a small group of people practicing the art of silence together. The language of contemplation is relatively new to me. However, it is something that I have practiced for a long time. I just didn't know what it was. When I was a kid, there were times where I would drift away. It could be at a family reunion, a birthday party, anywhere there was a large crowd. I'd often wander off to be by myself. Now, I'm an only child, so I'm used to being alone and entertaining myself through my imagination. But this habit followed me into adulthood. I love taking walks alone in the forest or on the seashore just so I can witness the beauty of nature. What I didn't realize is that I had a natural bend towards silence and solitude. When I gave my life to the Lord, being myself, um, oops. When I gave my life to the Lord, being myself then became a part of my spiritual practice. Since then, it has only increased in importance in my walk of faith. Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, go into your closet. I've always interpreted this verse to mean praying somewhere in solitude. And on one level, it is that. The Bible says in Luke 5.16 that Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. In Mark 1.34-36, Jesus got up hours before sunrise in order to pray by himself. Other examples in Luke 6.12 and Mark 6, he would send the disciples away just to be alone and sometimes praying all night. We can learn from Jesus the importance of being alone, having that quiet time is important to hearing God's voice. Remember, the reason why we pray is to enjoy our mystical union we have with our Creator. It's okay to pray for yourself and for others. In fact, you should. But again, the main purpose of prayer is communion. Being alone and having silent prayer has become one of the most important parts of my spiritual life. It allows me to decompress from a long, stressful day and get filled with the joy of the Lord before I start my day. What it also allows me to do is be aware of my unity with God throughout the day. In the Eastern tradition of our faith, silence is seen as sacred. Father Thomas Keaton said that silence is God's first language. By encountering the stillness of the moment, we have the opportunity to experience the divine nature of God through prayer. Although they are very similar, contemplation is different from meditation. In Christian meditation, our minds are actively engaged in thought and our imagination. For example, we can meditate on a verse by asking ourselves, what's the context? How does this apply to my life? What was the outcome? What's the lesson to be learned? And so on. Meditation is mentally active. Contemplation, on the other hand, is achieved in the stillness of our minds and our souls. Instead of actively imagining on a subject, when contemplating, we allow our soul to be quiet before the Spirit of God. 
so we can sort of absorb everything that God has to say for us. Many times contemplation comes from meditation. I think of meditation as me asking God questions and contemplation is where I listen for God's response. The closet then that Jesus referred to is a place of solitude. But it can also be a place within ourselves. Remember in the last episode, I talked about how we are temples of God. The Holy Spirit no longer lives in a temple created by the hands of man, but a temple created by the hands of God. You, my friends, are that temple. You don't have to go to church uh, on Sunday to experience his presence. You can experience it right now. His presence awaits us in the temple of our hearts. We only need to enter in silent adoration. So how do we cultivate this contemplative lifestyle? Well, to be honest, I'm still learning myself. But here are some things that I do. Number one, make time. The hardest part is finding the time to be silent. If this is a priority, you will find time. Think of how much you are scrolling through pics on Instagram or how much you listen to podcasts by handsome guys named Tim. Yes, that's me. Challenge yourself to make a couple of minutes of silence. It'll probably be difficult at first as we learn to sit through the clutter of our minds, but it's worth the time. Don't ask the Holy Spirit to come. He's already here. Here's my second point. Instead, realize that he is present. I change my words when I pray. So instead of come Holy Spirit, I simply thank Holy Spirit that he's already here. Number three, read the scripture before contemplating. This will help focus our minds on the divine. There's actually a process that I go through for this. It's called Lectio Divina. I'll share with you more of that on the next episode, so stay tuned for that. Number four, use soft instrumental music. I literally wrote this episode in a cafe with my headphones on, listening to classical music and felt God's presence despite the busyness around me. Number five, be religious. I know a lot of people don't like to hear that, but we have to be disciplined in making God a priority. The reason why God has not been a priority in our lives is because we haven't made him so. I pray a very simple prayer about three times a day religiously it goes like this thank you god for your mercy thank you god for your grace thank you god for your love i am forgiven i am empowered and i am secure in you i do this because it builds an internal habit where my focus is recalibrated to god And it is the main reason why I run around all day with a smile on my face. I am literally filled with the spirit of joy. So make time. Acknowledge the presence of the Holy Spirit. Read the scripture. Listen to soft music and be religious. So let's give it a try. Yes, right now. You're probably in your car or at home or on a break. You've got five minutes right now. I'm going to set a timer on my phone and we're going to do it for five minutes. Just silence. <laughs> 
You ready? Okay. Let's go. God, I thank you that you are here and we are forever united into you. You are in us and we are in you. We together as individuals have become your dwelling place. Your home is our home.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Amen.